As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're just my type, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Liverpool gubbed Arsenal. There was a penalty dispute at Fulham. And there was Derby delight for Steven Gerrard and the Gubgiver. Lovely to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely back. to have you back, Marcus. Back on the organised island of Great Britain. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this on the 31st of December. So the final show of 2018. So depending on when you're hearing this, Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably listening to this tomorrow, I in reckon. In the future. And if you are listening to this tomorrow, why on earth did it take you so long to download? Yeah. I mean, Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's on their way into work or home from work tomorrow, so... It'd be bloody good if anyone listens to it at all. Yeah, yeah. if you're listening to people, it on the 31st, then, then have a good one this evening. Yeah, people will be cleaning the house or, or they'll be getting ready for a big night out tonight. Mm. So, oh, that doesn't suit you. Either Maybe way. try the brown trousers instead. <laughs> Donny, you are ready for a big night out every night, as everyone knows. Correct. What are your big plans tonight? I'm going to a New York-themed party. Yeah, and I saw you showing, well, you showed us, to be fair to you, a picture. So I'm going to go dressed as this tonight. And um, it was Bill the Butcher from yep. um, Gangs, Gangs of New, New York, York. Yeah. because you rapidly realised that you haven't got to change anything about your wardrobe for that. No. You just got to buy a top hat and put a fake moustache on. Yeah. Just got to buy stove pipe hat. Take a, take a pig carcass in for that classic yeah. scene. That's, That's a wound. Yeah. That's a wound. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do that? No. Oh, I don't no. think the Shackle Well Arms will let me in. Can we get a pig, can we get a pig carcass for Pete, please? <laughs> get him on, one on the way out. Mm. I'm looking forward to... Um, 2019 because it will it will be a year away from finally being able to describe the decade that we exist in again. Yeah, true. For the past 20 mm. years, it's naughty. We didn't even bother with this decade. I don't think that I, the thing is I I find it hard to call the noughties and as Pete calls it the nasties this year. Right at uh, this this decade. <laughs> right. Um, I find it hard to categorise them because mm. they're not like the 20s yeah. or the 40s but or the yeah. 30s. But it'd be weird when we get to the 20s. Yeah. Again, we we'll have to call it the 20s. No, I like it. No, I like it. I don't, Jim. The 2020s. You don't, you don't like change, do you? It's not, no. We've it, already had a 20. Apart, nine, from, nine, apart from Brexit. 1918 was <laughs> That is a change. Something to look forward to, mm. Peter, in 2019. Mm. The uh, the smooth operation that is Brexit. 
But let's not talk about that bollocks. Let's talk about some football. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the Premier League straight away. Uh, Arsenal, they lost by a four-goal margin again yeah. at Anfield so soon after the last one. Um, Liverpool were very good. Arsenal were very poor. It's easy to forget that uh, Maitland-Niles opened the scoring. Yeah, which seems the... like about three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time in 2018 Liverpool were behind at uh, home in the Premier League match. And oh, it... I bet they're sore about that. Yes, it's, it doesn't seem like a good idea. Give them no, something for Jim, a resisting side. Arsenal gave, goals. Arsenal gave Liverpool something to think about. <laughs> they did, yeah. <laughs> for a bit. They mulled it over and they didn't like Got it. Got two and a half minutes. <laughs> no, we're not for that. That's, no, I don't like that. How bloody dare you? Yeah, really, <laughs> they, were, they were excellent when they every single Liverpool player was 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 superb. They were they were so so good. And um, the, I mean, goes without saying that Arsenal's defensive frailties were exposed yet again. But the, the Mustafi doing his sit down tackle thing again. Mm. Don't, you, don't it's not working. Sit down and try to kick the ball away. That is not a tackle. <laughs> I think um, it looks likely if it's possible. I suppose I know it can be difficult in January that um, old uh, Unai Emery might be having might, a spring might clean. Get six <laughs> defenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sell five of them. <laughs> it might, it might be what he was saying. But you won't be left with one defender. I mean, yeah. it's still... Yeah. I've only got one now. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? Maybe yeah. you graph them together like a Frankenstein's monster. Could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would they be like? End up like Virgil van Dijk. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Earlier on, I was, I was talking to someone saying about how, you know, when you look at this title race thing, and of course, Liverpool playing Man City on Thursday, um, and we're doing a show before then, aren't we? So we'll talk about that then, I expect. Yeah. Um, but... It, there's a lot of points left to play for, but of course, if Liverpool win that game, they'll be 10 points clear and there's still, there'll be 51 points to play for, which mm, is still what? a lot, but, but it's a big gap. Mm. What you look at is you look at ways that that team, in this case, Liverpool, can be weakened, how they can be got at. And we talked about it with Man City with Fernandinho and to a lesser extent, Edison. Um, mm-hmm. Edison. And then when Fernandinho left, or sorry, not left, we got injured, it happened. They lost yeah. a couple of games. Yeah. With the exception of Virgil van Dijk, it's impossible to see this team being weakened. It's hard, it's hard to see where their weaknesses are. And even if Virgil van Dijk goes, I can't see them turning into like a, a, a Kevin Keegan circus. Which you mean no. if they get an injury? Yeah. If, yeah if, if, if the goalkeeper got an injury, that would be... Yeah. That would be I another, But I, I take the point you're saying. But did, did, well, my question was just going to be to you guys. I'll put it to the floor. Does a, an injury to van Dijk or an injury to Alisson, does that weaken Liverpool sufficiently enough to stop winning the league given what we saw against Arsenal? If, if they beat City, I would say no. But if City win that game, then then possibly. I, I think th- I think Van Dijk marshals that defense so well. Though. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's, oh, he's such super. a big presence physically and and mentally. I, I I do think it would knock the stuffing out of the defense. He probably can't be injured by conventional means anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he, re- he reads the game so well, doesn't he? Mm. He, he never seems to sort of break out of a jog because yeah. he knows where he's supposed to be all the time. Yeah. He just, he's just so calm and collected. Yeah, I think I think with Liverpool that if if they did lose a key player, whether it be Salah. Uh, yeah, Van Dijk, the goalkeeper. You never know what the psychological effect could be, and we wouldn't yeah. know unless it happened. Of course. Interestingly, though, I mean, as, as as good as they were and winning five one, did you read Jonathan Wilson's piece in, in the Guardian? He mm, suggested that he suggested that actually Liverpool were a little bit sloppy in possession and, and lost mm. the ball a few times. And he said it was you know he, he wasn't going overboard on it. No, but Arsenal him. didn't didn't work anything into it when, <clears> when <throat> they did get the ball. I mean, Aubameyang barely yeah. touched the ball because mm. Arsenal just couldn't get him into the game. It was, it was a perfect storm of Liverpool being excellent and Arsenal being bad. But this. Yeah, well, I haven't read the article, Jim, but I mean, is that not just because, first of all, first of all, straight away my thinking is, is that because Liverpool thought, this is, we're at home, 
this is an Arsenal team that can be got at. Let's throw the shackles off and just ferociously well, go that, for them. And that's yeah, what, we've uh, been talking about them having that in the locker, haven't sure. we? And typically, they unleash it on Arsenal. Well, that's what that's what uh, Jonathan was <laughs> so saying. So you said it was like a purpose thing, they did it. Yeah, I think he was just mulling over some of the points, you know. And it was interesting that uh, if they give a, the ball away like that against Manchester City, then they'll have much more difficulty. But of course, as you've just pointed out, to there it's unlikely that they will let the shackles off as much. Although at times last season, as we saw in the first half in that Champions League knockout game and and uh, in the 4-3 did uh, unleash the the hounds uh, you know it's at times against Manchester if you see what I mean but the game earlier on in the season that nil-nil was extremely cagey because that is the approach Klopp has taken this season and what a platform that he's given them I mean I, I find it intri- intriguing I know he wasn't one of the, the the main stars I mean you know Firmino had a great game Firmino finally stepped up because I know he's had a bit of a quiet season against the better team well he was perhaps the only part of the the puzzle which wasn't it wasn't firing yeah, yeah but I, I find Shakiri really interesting because and a few people um, well this sounds a bit uh, self-aggrandizing but a few people kindly reminded me of something that I said a few years ago about him when he was playing uh, you sort of maybe Bayern or Inter I forget yeah. where he was and I said you know if he's not too careful with he's a very talented player if he's not too careful he might end up playing somewhere like Bolton or something which is no disgrace Bolton good club blah, 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 all the disclaimers but the talent he had you think this yeah. guy can play for one of the top sides and of course mm. there he was at Stoke for a while relegated uh, recently with Stoke uh, and then goes to Liverpool you look at him now and you think he sits at that top table with Liverpool very, very uh, comfortably mm. and so on and, and, and has slotted in there and is now an important player. The square peg in a square hole. Very much well, so, yeah. And I find that that whole... The reason I find that quite interesting is, is we know he's got the talent. Um, he's battling for column entries, isn't he, really? I mean, it's kind of like he, he wants to be a, a big star. But the problem is Liverpool have got gigantic stars so he he does have to work that little bit harder and that and that works well like you say they've got gigantic stars i'm not i think they've got big more salah yeah but, but only only last season's yeah. salah became a exactly they've not, they've not got the uh perhaps the an, torres or the suarez yeah torres is an intro but okay no, yeah, but i mean that they've had in the past yeah, been the big names. As well, of yeah but i i just think that the point i'm sort of laboring to make perhaps and, and fabinho is another good example of where he's he's taking his time and now he's in and he's putting in performances the whole mood around Anfield, the whole mood around the club is one of excitement and jubilation and anticipation I, I think, about what's happening. Yeah. And it's going to be very, very difficult to shake Liverpool out of that. And Manchester City are going to have to work very, very hard to do that. I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. And you talk about it in the context of Shakiri, but I can bring Salah into this as well. Salah yeah. is a player who, we, we, if you read the newspapers a week or so ago, there was a story, I forget who wrote it now, saying that Emery had a chance to get Salah I guess it would have been when he was at PSG. And he had doubts about whether Salah had the mentality to survive at a big club and flourish. And so he didn't sign him. And didn't Mourinho say it? Or, or there was was yeah. it Mourinho, maybe? No, no, no. no, no Mourinho, there was, there was an, an, Mourinho um, made him cry at Chelsea. Yeah, that, like that, that. Was, that was before when he had him at Chelsea. But I think he was suggesting that there was so, slight so, doubts. And, and, and that's right. And that obviously Salah is flourishing at a huge club and, and you know they're looking very, very likely they're going to win the Premier League. I think the, 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 the X factor here is Klopp. You get a lot of insulation as a player when you're managed by someone like Klopp. Mm-hmm. He's the type of character who is enthusiastic, as we know, but you put an arm around you, look after you, tell you you're great. He'll, he'll be a bit of a lightning rod if he needs to be mm-hmm. at a press conference, which we've seen. Mm-hmm. Salah's flourishing under it. And I think Shakiri is as well. Yeah. I think I think if you go somewhere like Bayern Munich, it can be a bit of a bear pit. You know, they're a truly giant club. Now, Liverpool are a big club as well, but they haven't won the league title for a very long time. Mm-hmm. In, in many ways, it's a perfect fit. If you speak to guy, work, a producer I've worked with before, um, Scott, he's a big Stoke fan. He said to me, it wasn't for Shakiri. Stoke would have been relegated long before they did. Right. 
Because mm. although he got weirdly got some criticism, Shakiri for being lazy in quotes or whatever, apparently he was the only one that looked likely to do anything. And they would have gone down a long time before. So I think he's been a little bit characterised mm-hmm. unfairly. Mm. But he's found his place here at Liverpool. He slots into that system around other talented players. And of course, we know with players before, if they're of the right mindset, if they're surrounded by other great players, they'll flourish. Definitely. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, talking about that mood around Anfield, Klopp said... Uh, Mo Salah gave the penalty to to Bobby, and I almost cried because we all know how much Mo wants to score goals. It was really nice. I mean, rather a different uh, story at Craven Cottage. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, you imagine Klopp cries all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he probably cries, cries twice a day. Yeah, but yeah. he sort of enjoys it in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, again, it shows you that the mood of it. And Firmino was the one who wasn't scoring as much for him to score the goals, especially that second one, the way he took it. Again, the stadium, the whole mood, and there is I, I say excitement and jubilation, but also anticipation. They're all thinking, hang on, we're on the verge of something. It's about how you manage that. And you guys were talking about that last week in, in my absence. And Jim, you said, you know, Klopp's won titles before. He has been at the top of the league uh, being chased down by a massive side or, or yeah. two massive sides, if you want to be generous. Uh, but it, it's it's so delicate now to how to handle it. Yeah. But they have the defence. Yeah. So we saw what happened with Leicester. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to do this, but with Leicester, when they got themselves in that position, Ranieri went, right, one, one nils. nils, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then that works. Yeah. I don't think that's Liverpool's style. No, I don't think it's Liverpool's style, but they, they have that defence now, yeah. which is so crucial. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they look so confident. When they've put in title challenges in the past, when they've fallen short a couple of times, um, it always did feel like they were the underdogs and that they were really sort mm-hmm. of, yeah. they were going to have to play above themselves to do it. And it doesn't look like that now. Yeah. Like City are very calm and machine-like. Um, they've always felt like and, Napoli, uh, not the Juventus. Before. Yeah, very much mm-hmm. so. But, but Liverpool seem to have taken that on board from City last season and sort of injected a bit of it into them, but still have got that kind of raucous, kind of chaotic yeah. feel if they really want to tear a team apart. Yeah. Uh, Pete, does uh, this Liverpool side remind you in any way of uh, Newcastle's <laughs> entertainers? <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you're dressed like an entertainer today with that sparkly jumper on. Yeah, I look a little bit like, um, uh, who's, who's uh, Tarvel and Dean? Uh, yeah. Dean. Well, De- yeah, Christopher Dean. Christopher yeah. Dean. I well, you're not wearing a leotard, so presumably Christopher <laughs> Dean. How do you know? Oh, underneath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, really, really quickly, because we can't ignore Arsenal, I, I really wanted to make the point yep. um, that it's not a time to panic for Arsenal. I mean, no. Emery's trying to unpick a lot of, lot of years of, of sort of underachievement, undercoaching, and I do think they'll have a big January if they can. If not, they'll have a big summer. He knows the job he's got to do. Jim, you were very, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you very accurately described him on the WhatsApp group this weekend. There's a mullet of a team. Yeah. In business <laughs> up front, party at the back. Yeah. I completely <laughs> agree. And he's got to sort that out. He can't undo that in six months. Mm-hmm. He can't do it. So he, Absolutely not. Same way people were being impatient when they lost to Chelsea and City at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. They can't do that now just because they've been beaten by an absolutely rampant, ferocious mm. team who are the best team in the country and are a record-breaking team at this stage of the season. And, and it's, it, but they can pack the box if they're playing people like Liverpool. You know, <laughs> perhaps, they perhaps they should be a little yeah. bit more conservative. In, yeah. in a weird way, the, the mistakes, the sloppiness of giving away the penalties and all that kind yeah. of stuff, in a weird way, if you see what I mean by this, is, is, is probably quite... not Comforting's not the right word, but... It's not like Emery that Arsenal played out of their skins, went toe-to-toe with Liverpool and were beaten 5-1. No. They made loads of mistakes and you think to yeah. yourself, well, in theory, you should be able to 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 sort those mistakes out or at least bring in yeah. new personnel or do something. Yeah. Well, it's a disappointing display from Socrates because he's been like yeah. sort of unspectacular but like fairly solid up to now. Mm-hmm. But he had a 
torrid afternoon, and obviously I think most quite defenders clumsy. would have done that. Don't yeah, they? absolutely. Yeah. But so he's maybe taking some unfair criticism. But as you say, I think you know they're just they're just like two different teams. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, would you the, say he's the been the their best defender in, though, Jim? Oh, um, I would say he has. Yeah, yeah. he's been the most um, reliable um, from from what I've um, from how I've seen it certainly. But it feels like the drop off in quality from the top of that team to to the to the back uh, is phenomenal. Yeah. Like from Aubameyang to a player like the team. Yeah, from Aubameyang to to Mustafi. You know, it's it's it's, it's mad. <laughs> That's it. Don't it's say mad, anything. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we'll end on there yeah. uh, with regards to to that particular match. Uh, let's move on uh, to more North London woes. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. We recently spoke about them having a possible title bid. They've blown that now, haven't yeah. they? Because of you, because you said it. It is. But is are are we at a stage? I don't think they will win the Premier League this year. But are we at the stage now where just because they lose a game, we think, well, that's that? I mean, yeah, it, it a, is a little. A lot of points to play for. Still, it's, it's a little reaction. I think Liverpool and City are better than them, realistically. Yeah, but I think I think that the, it's not just a result. It's uh, the fact that Spurs suddenly, with Manchester City uh, slipping up a few times, and with Liverpool not having the experience in recent years of winning a title, you think, oh, hang on a minute, Got Spurs a sneak in there. Yeah, yeah, Spurs can can sort themselves out. And yeah. as we're thinking that, they are beaten three one by a side who are yeah. a good side, but they are inferior to was, Tottenham. Was that not just massive fixture congestion? They yeah, played a it lot of way. football. They look fatigued, and they're going to be. Are they going to be losing Son to the? Yeah, they will. Yeah, so, yeah. That is such a massive loss that you would think they'd probably dip into the transfer market. Well, but I, I think this is the. He's he's one of the most complete footballers in his position. But like both feet, excellent. He's it, 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 yeah, he yeah, scares he defenders because mm. he doesn't know. They don't know which way mm. he's gonna go. He can cut inside and go outside. Mm. He's oh man, I love that player. He's, yeah. he's, he's missing the first two games of the tournament. I believe they they managed to cut right. themselves. A, a oh, deal. is that right? Yeah, so it's a, a soft okay. Asia Cup. They will lose a, a miss a portion in January, though, won't it? They yeah. will do, yeah, because you would They'll imagine probably South go deep Korea, in it as well. You'd expect them. This to. weekend is um, FA Cup, anyway, isn't it? Yes, the weekend is following the um, following the Premier League, so it's third round of the FA Cup. But but. I think what it does is it throws into focus the idea that Pochettino's doing a really good job. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're not chaotic because they're a well-run club overall, but they've had a lot of off-field problems this season in the background, bubbling along. Mm. He's also had to deal with quite a lot of injuries to key players. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the list of players who've been out at some point this season for, for Spurs, I mean, it's, it's, it's Vertonghen who's still out. Yeah. Um, Dio, who's had a, I think he's had his appendix out, so he's been out for a while. Lamella's been out. Um, Dembele's been out, who's been key for them. I know he's, you know, pushing on. Wanyama's been key for them at places, and he doesn't seem anywhere near fit. Mm, he no. can't stay fit. Is that um, the issue with it? Is it Aurier's been out. So what, what's is that? fitness the issue with Wanyama? I thought he, he was just keeps kind of picking out of up injuries. Right. He just, he just, he just. I think he just seems to be getting to that stage in his career, perhaps now. And obviously, different players age at different rates or whatever. He he appears just to be able to not stay fit and not get to that level. He has played a few times this season. I, I said that on the show last week. They don't have another level Spurs from this. Mm-hmm. So and, and Liverpool and City are unquestionably better. So it would need a big slip up yeah. from both those teams, which probably isn't going to happen. They've lost five games now as well. But quite. And for them to stay in the top four around all this stadium stuff and then perhaps reinvest, ha ha ha, in next season, yeah. I think that's realistic for them. Yeah. Um, but I guess the, the spectre at the feast there, though, is whether Pochettino sticks around. Again. I just think they need to settle down. They need to find a home and settle yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Do they not? Um, Stop burning the candle at both ends, Spurs. Staying out all night. <laughs> you haven't been home in months. Exactly. Nah, yeah. have another one. I oh, know. Go on, have another one. Well. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> the real party's at Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a defender. Or is it at Wolverhampton now? I mean, they were they had a bloody lovely time. The way uh, uh, the big Nuno was saying, coming to Wembley, the home of football, playing yeah. like this. Do you know what I've seen? couldn't get enough of it. I saw Right. I saw, and you just reminded me of this. Uh, sorry to jump in, but you just reminded me. I saw, I forget who it was, but I, I seem to remember him being fairly credible saying 
wouldn't be surprised if old Nuno mm-hmm. wouldn't uh, go up, up north to Old Trafford. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Well, you, 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 well, maybe you could replace Pochettino. Well, you never know. You never know. I mean, his when stock Pochettino is so goes high. to Real Madrid and Solskjaer stares at United. Yeah, <laughs> Solskjaer. Oh, you yeah. cannot fire me. I've won every, every game. By three goals I'm actually going to invite the European Court of Human Rights <laughs> if you fire me, before Brexit, if you fire me because I've won every game. Everyone's having the best time here yeah. ever. Not even since Ferguson, ever. No, <laughs> the word fun is being banded around in, in every description Hang of it, on, we're Man United in the second half. All right. Or the second right. part. But no, we're, but we're doing it now. But Mulder or... or, or, or Scully, whatever they're called, um, <laughs> uh, will decide. Anyway, yeah. uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, great uh, um, result yes, for yes. them. Yeah, and I think I think they've been good, and, and everyone and everyone w- would agree with that. Probably they've they've strengthened well. And I said I think earlier in the season that when I was up there that they've got this plan, they've got this investment plan, this seven year plan. They want to um, they want to you know occupy the upper reaches of the Premier League within five six years. Um, and they've, you know, they've set themselves a good platform. They're, they're so, showing signs, aren't they? I mean, the, the defence has been great this season, by and large. You look at the goals they've conceded; it's not too many. Harry Kane, twenty-five yarder like yeah, that. I you mean, have to hold your hands up sometimes. But the way they contain Spurs, and then when the game started to open up, that, that equaliser really changed. Yeah. As, as goals can change games, of course. And Spurs suddenly were a bit. Pochettino said, "I don't know if he said they lost their heads, but it was words to sort of that effect." And Wolves smelt. Smelt the blood as yeah. they do, as they do, mm. and uh, hunted in packs. In packs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hello. Um, <laughs> should Larice have done better for him and as his goal? I feel he maybe should have done. Possibly. Um, yeah. No, but, definitely. I think. But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just the the way that they exploited it. That was a team of playing a nice, compact sort of way. That they got their tactics right against Spurs, mm. and uh, and Moutinho kind of just. The way he sort of glides around the ball. His they feet. have some panache, don't they? I they loved do. Helder Costa's goal because he he sort of snuck back on side. Mm. I forget who the defender was, but he was really, really close to him and then immediately shrugged him off. To almost yeah. give himself a little push off, like you might if you were swimming. Um, really, really clever. I just, I just like the way that Wolves have kind of gone set about their business. Like you said, they've got a, a, a three or four year plan where they want to be a, a, a team that solidifies themselves as a, as a top ten club. Mm-hmm. Completely the opposite of someone like another Midlands club, uh, Nottingham Forest, who are considering getting rid of Karanka. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. like all they want is a little bit of steadiness. All they yeah. want is a little bit of continuity, but they're just not getting. Well, they've, it. they've had this situation with Mendes that we've talked about before. Which has given them this platform, certain mm. terms of playing personnel. But yeah, you know, I wonder with Wolves whether we'll see them strengthen again in mm. the summer, big time. But you're right to say they're pretty well organised. They've, they've only conceded 23 well, goals well, a season. Organised on and off the pitch, and I understand with Mendes, and I know he's this, and they're this, a big club, by the way. They are. They've and got the platform. That's very true. I, I understand with Mendes. You know, people will question him and so on. And I'm not going to get into that now. And, and those questions are fair. We only like talking uh, about easy stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But sakes, New Year's Eve, you um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but but in terms of yes, they've spent a lot of money. So Fulham, Fulham don't yes. even have a three match plan. Exactly. Yeah. Let alone a five. They don't have a three outrageous. pass plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's outrageous to Claudio. That he was absolutely no, it's insane. Not, no, it's not Claudio. All right. Let's yeah. stop talking about this now because, yeah. again, we're going to talk about them in the second part. Get, we'll be back. Take control of this show. The yeah. show is on you. you know what, You've had a week he's, off. He's going to sneak a little joke in because he, oh. went, he went, we're going to speak about Man United uh, next and I'll do a little gag about Mould and then we move on. Bye. Yeah. No, Cheeky. That was off the cuff. Oh, I've had a week yeah. in Spain. <laughs> on the beach. He's on, on the, the beach. beach. He was actually spotted in Qatar. <laughs> on a long and he lens. saw nothing untoward <laughs> hanging out with his radio dad Richard Keyes how dare you they need to, they need to improve us <laughs> there pot life my friends alright <laughs> hair dad time for a break hairy arm press the button off we pop
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Jose Mourinho, the man who stole the show You're the special one and you're dynamo Whoa, whoa We love you, Jose Yeah. Welcome uh, back anytime <laughs> Why did I cut off the end of that? Why did I cut off the best bit where he goes Jose Mourinho Someone find that man and just simply put the question to him You're a Chelsea fan Does the offer still stand? Yeah. <laughs> After what you've seen, yes. <laughs> does the offer still stand? Have you rewritten the lyrics? To someone, that, some, some online company paid Joe's and Maria loads of money to yeah. turn up at that man's house. Damn right on Christmas Day like next this, year. Arms out. Yeah, here I am. I like, say, like John Candy in um, <laughs> playing strains and then, getting invited in for Christmas. In who's actually Trump? Thanksgiving? So that's poor boy. Uh, the Mourinho still when the door gets opened. The yeah. Mourinho doesn't sound the special when he goes. I'm the Dynamo. Yeah. No, I don't know why he's doing that. I am the Dynamo. I am Jose Mourinho, the Dynamo. <laughs> he's done. Um, German or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the video. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, not. it's emails <laughs> with Pity D. It's emails with Pity D. Where's the beef? A uh, few people, shut up. few people uh, got in touch about this. It really was an interesting clip. Uh, good day, chaps. Uh, Rudy is this actual email, but a few people got involved. Uh, the New Year's Eve game in Australia between uh, Central Coast Mariners and Perth has just had a 40 minute delay. This is hot off the press. Oh, I saw that, yeah. 
A very um, hot climate. Due to a broken goalpost. One of the Perth centre-backs, uh, Tony uh, Masella, uh, scored an offside header and fell into the net as he did, pulling it down and snapping the near post at the base. Oh, blimey. The club had no backup post and any idea how to fix it, so it took 40 minutes to roll out the training goals and remove the wheels because they weren't safe enough. At one point, there was talk of postponement because the club couldn't find a part. It was the single most A-League, A-league thing to ever occur. Mm. Central Coast Mariners have a lot of drama about them, don't they? Seems like it, yeah. yeah. Um, they they, they wheeled. I mean, I know you've just talked about this, but they, they it's the sight to behold. They wheel this goalpost onto the pitch. <laughs> look, it just makes the game look immediately village. I know. Well, it's like, if you play eleven a size, like that's that's the goals you usually play, isn't it? These sort of all-in-one unit. Things. But you're not only, only on Astroturf. I am a professional, <laughs> <laughs> Luke. I am a professional. At okay. what? Football, soccer, uh, okay. association, soccer, football, yeah. association. Didsbury rules. Goals are my business and business is <laughs> very good. poor. James. Uh, Hello. Jim says, uh, hi, morning, gents. Listening to the last Thursday preview show, Jim uh, mentions t- Tottenham's surplus of home games running into the second half of the season. I'm not sure how Jim defines a surplus, but I'm surprised he thinks one qualifies. Tottenham have only played one more away game than Liverpool and two more than Man City. I understand that in a close title race, this one home game could maybe have made the difference, but a surplus is pretty strong. Mm. Well, James, He's, next time someone asks you for a party, do them yeah. a favour and yeah. don't go. Keep away from the kitchen because uh, that's where all the fun stuff is and you're a killjoy. He, I think yeah, it was initially... Been, actually, I think... It was initially me who said that. Been, I, think, it, I think it was actually Luke. I think Jim's getting a yeah. bad, bad press there because I said that. But at the time... Well, he absorbed it anyway. But I the think... I think hair sponge. I like to think... Yeah, I, I thought I'd read that elsewhere as well. Well, I like to I like to think that it's all bracketed up in the idea that by that point Spurs will be in their own stadium yeah, right. and they'll therefore have an advantage. But, fair point, fair point. Well, he's a Liverpool fan clutching at any straws, he says. Oh, right. Yeah, he's also uh, very, very pedantic. What's Mate, have you, have you been in the email box lately? The no. things I have to not read out. It's your job. No. Um, right, who's this? Uh, <laughs> Jeff, no. That explains so much. Yeah. Jeff Holm. Uh, I've been watching the Sutherland Netflix series and an overriding theme is the club owner Ellis Shaw deciding not to invest more in the football club whilst in the championship. Despite being in a relegation battle and ostensibly still having some portion of the parachute payment uh, from being relegated, they continued uh, to be a limited investment in players. What drives owners who have sunk a lot of money into a football club, especially historically larger clubs, to limit the checkbook despite the threat of relegation and losing their own money? The the Sunderland wage bill, um, Jeff, <laughs> was obscene. Jack Rodwell... Brian uh, Oviedo and uh, and Lee Catamol, they were all on 40,000 heading into a season in League One. 20 million going into League One. That was their wage bill. That's yeah. why Sean <laughs> Ellis was not uh, think, getting involved in that. I think they Ellis got... Shaw. I think they got... Nick. I think the way parachute payments work, you get 40 million in the first season, then 25 million, then 20 million. So it's a lot of money. It's give a lot it of money, to, but give it all to Casamol. No, give it all to Jack Rodwell, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They are doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Uh, finally, for now, Jason Ford. Um, hi, Ramblers. I was listening to your 12 Ramblers of Christmas on video games. I was left frustrated by a lack of mention of Libero Grande. Never heard of it. It was a PlayStation 1 game, I believe, released in 1997. Uh, you picked the star player of an international team and play, played solely as him through the World Cup-style tournament. We've seen this in, in, in future in future games. FIFA has like the... the you can do it now, yeah. You just play, play as one player. Um, but what I liked about it is that all of the names were slightly different so as to not have to pay a lot of money. Alan Shearer was Alfred Schaffer. Love that. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Powell Gardner. Any ideas of that might be? Paul, Powell Gardner. Paul Gardner. Paolo, don't know. Powell Gardner was Paul Gascoigne. Oh, <laughs> ah. 
But uh, yeah, FIFA have created their own version of this in their Be A Pro mode, but uh, it fails to capture the magic of Libero Grande. A lot of people got in touch with me on Twitter saying that uh, we didn't mention the the Sven. Uh, oh, World Manager. That yeah. was on the PlayStation as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. on the list, but I, I, I never played it. I, I thought yeah. the, the, the Rambles of Christmas were very Sven heavy. So, I like uh, the idea of he Twitter. Gets, he gets a lot of airtime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing, say. Jim. I like the idea of people on Twitter <laughs> Listening to this show regularly, and thinking and saying, it needs more. When it mean more Sven, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching my man put salt on a dinner. Yeah, you haven't even tasted that. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. There's other games that Sven plays. Show at thefootballramble.com to get in touch, right? Indeed. Yeah. And um, Indeed. with best bet in the title, if you want to suggest a best bet for Thursday, because I obviously piled in yeah. on, uh, on 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 last week's show. Oh. Um, and anything else, put in the subject line whatever you want. There it's Pete Reason, not us. There we are. Excellent. Excellent. All right, let's move on then. Manchester United. They really are having a lovely time without them, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Bom, bom, Scored 12 goals in three games since Solskjaer has been in charge. Um... Paul Bogba has scored four of those 12 I goals. I love it. Looks like a world beater again. I mean, it's almost its almost like with the Pogba and Mourinho kind of saga, and it was a saga, but members of the press were saying to Mourinho, you, I mean, he is a world-class midfielder, and Mourinho the whole time, is he? I mean, yeah. he is a world no, cup. It was like that, wasn't it? And, and this, then it turns out he is. This must be so vindicated for those. Vindicated <laughs> turns out King you were wrong, Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four goals. But this it turns out be... that like a player who's won league titles at Juventus and, and the, the World, world Cup, cup. <laughs> is, that's a better measure than one 55 <laughs> year old man's petty vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> But how vindicating must it be for those players who've effectively spent three years oh, being yeah. told, you can't play attacking football, yeah. you guys aren't good enough, you, you can't do that. And I, then just the, you know, the reins are off and they, they go out there and... and an all right, they've had an all right run of games. Well, yeah, I, they have, I think still. that's probably where the thinking was, actually. Because if, if, if Mourinho was sacked after Liverpool, mm. do, you, do you think that the board were maybe thinking to themselves, do you know what, we'll get beat at Anfield. If we get anything, it'll be a, it'll be a flipping miracle. Yeah. And then after that, they look, they've got Cardiff, Huddersfield and Bournemouth. And we can't fire him because he's going to win those games. Exactly. There's a chance of winning. I think you're right, Peter. They, they, well, you are right because they did have a, a, a kind of run of games. But I think bringing Solskjaer then and yeah, let's, let's, it's, it, it's kind of worked out well. There's only three games they should win, but they've, they just, you cannot ignore the fact that no. there is such a much You've still got to win them. You've still got to win them. And they're not uh, uh, terrible sides of crying out loud. You know, Bournemouth have done a car. No, they've did, had a couple of sides. Huddersfield at home is literally the easiest game in the Premier League <laughs> yeah. season. Does this, well, Fulham will testify to. Does this give the players they re, the, the credit they really deserve? Just turning out or just turning out in, in, in poor performances just to spite yeah. the well, manager? I, I, don't know. I, I wonder like, that. That's an, always an interesting one for me mm. because you think to yourself, well, hang on, Pogba. But I think it's a tactical thing. Maybe, but I think, but they, but they are human beings. They're but, human but beings, we're guys. We're constantly being told that they never listen to any of Jose's instructions. Like that was Jose's argument. They don't listen to many, any of my instructions. Well, why now? <laughs> what yeah. are they being told now? Do you not think the reality is is a combination of all these things? Yeah. So we need to reconvene on the fourteenth of of January, or whenever it is, when Man United go to Spurs. Yes, and so and they get on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, less so less so that and that's on the on, on the second um, well I expect they'll breeze past that one um, but but um, I happen to be proved wrong but but I do th- I think it's a combination of all the things you're talking do, about yeah. so the, uh, we've 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 all heard the rumours that you know there were occasions when Mourinho would walk onto the training ground and Paul Bogba in front of the team where we'd literally send him to fuck off yeah, mm. th- these, these are issues right mm. these are issues with a big player and a big personality it costs a lot of money and these days in football at that size of club that size of personality, it's obviously difficult. But I, I absolutely agree with, with what Jim said there, which is that, or what he implied, which is that clearly the way Mourinho wants to play doesn't suit a lot of those players. Mm. The players deserve some criticism for hiding behind the manager and not going out and expressing themselves. 
Um, but my point about them being human beings is we've all worked for, you know, bad bosses. Sure. I mean, we yeah. feel like slaves at the football round, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, no, but we've all worked for bad... And, and, and I do take the point because you, you can sort of say, well, hang on, where were your performances? And you look at Chelsea when Mourinho was there and you think, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah I understand but, I mean, he's bad. Uh, but with that kind of personality, people describe him as toxic and all that kind of stuff. If you're being told this, that and the other, it, it, as I say, I know it sounds a bit stupid, but they are human yeah. beings at the end of the day and it can be you know, such a bad mood around the place. Grinding drudgery isn't something new <laughs> from a Jose Mourinho team, is it? So well, he was also the manager at Chelsea. Well. Well, exactly. <laughs> this is what I mean. And, and you know, Inter had um, aspects of that about them. Obviously, he, he did that very well there and he used it to grind out um, a, a more treble. success, of course. But um, but still. There's like, nothing... There's, that I think that there's an element of this and this is unscientific, but I'll just put it out there anyway. What what I saw with Man United against Bournemouth at home is they built the team around Pogba, right? They put Which Matic, is what Scholzer said earlier. Matic behind him, Herrera yep. behind him. You've got Martial and uh, Lingard and, and Rashford who can get into all those spaces. Yep. Defense defense side defensive side of Bournemouth don't know who to pick up and win, mm-hmm. and you build the team around, uh, around around Pogba, and it works because he's brilliant. Of course, Mourinho always wants the team to be built around him. Yes. So there's no room in that. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if in a couple of weeks' time you start seeing Sanchez being a world beater again as well yeah I, and, I think... and, and, and Mourinho left has left a cloud but I'm saying you can't use him as a lightning mm-hmm. rod for all the ills at yeah. Man United the, the players have to take some responsibility yeah, as well do. so does the top brass above Mourinho oh, big but time. the fact that he's left mm-hmm. has removed a cloud from the club but I think also with Manchester United or, or Mourinho rather is Mourinho one thing that he used to be absolutely brilliant at was uh, and maybe he'll prove that he's still got it in his locker is, is, is tactically uh, how he would set up teams in the big games, in the big games. You know, I remember when his Chelsea side went away to Man City and won one nil. Ivanovic, I think, got the goal. Chelsea were excellent that day. The way that he managed that game. Oh, he did that at home to Crystal Palace this season. <laughs> got nil nil there, mate. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll forget that League Cup two two all against Derby. Who you know? could do it? Who could... <laughs> Uh, but obviously in yesteryear, Mourinho could do that in some of the big games. Away at Juventus. Away at Juventus. Mm. Um, that, that, that happened. But you, but you can reel them off his inside, as you mentioned, you know, away to Barcelona and they were down to 10 men. He scrapes through. He was so good at that. And then in the other games, they would they would, they would would win. With The trouble with Manchester United, he was trying to stifle these games at home to the, well, the likes yeah. of Bournemouth or, or Derby in the Cup or whatever. And unfortunately, that became the sort of the modus operandi with, mm. with Mourinho. And that wasn't working. And in the bigger games that magic wand of his just didn't work anymore. And uh, we shall see about Mourinho where, where he ends up next. But uh, recently, Kaka, the, the former Milan and Madrid player, was in the press and he said, Mourinho is exactly what people see on camera. At times he's explosives, but he's extremely intelligent, very prepared guy. So what you see in the interviews is all prepared. He's just adding to what we already kind of think now yeah. of Mourinho. And it's going it's, to be very nice. Nice to hear Kaka getting a mensch. Yeah, yeah it, it is, isn't it? Well, I, mean, I literally have no idea what he's doing now. Oh, he's just having a lovely time. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to... um, Marcus Rashford's putting in performance. Isn't, isn't he? he? Yeah, he, he looks like a, just a, a confident gazelle right now. <laughs> I liked, it's beautiful I, to see. I, I enjoy Carragher's assessment of the situation, saying that Solskjaer is essentially a caretaker manager, so he hasn't got to worry about playing the record science striker. Yeah. He can just say, yeah. well, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm only here for a, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Yeah, right. And he'll play Rashford through the middle, and he won't be under any pressure to, to play Lukaku. And I know Lukaku came on and got, got his goal. 
Um, but Solskjaer literally can do what he wants for the next mm. four or five months. It's a dream mm. job. So he has got the luxury of that. Mourinho didn't really have that luxury. No. But the difference now is that Lukaku will be sitting on the bench thinking, oh, I really want to get amongst I this. Fancy yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's like with the Southgate and England players. England players are going, hang on, I, I want to be a part of this. And that always is, is good for morale and, and so on and so forth. Well, Lukaku happens... play for England. Uh, <laughs> what happens if he wins all of his matches? He won't. Imagine, imagine if just... he instills himself oh. as the, the, the winning percentage most successful Man United manager ever. <laughs> and then well, he's club in Norway. But Man United have to get rid of him. Like they, they, well, no, they, they don't. Because as soon as they sign him to a permanent contract, they, they spend all that money, giving all that money to Mulder, he will drop off a cliff. Yeah. The form will drop a cliff. They're not, they're, guaranteed. I can't yeah. see that. It's, it, surely, surely you all agree there's no chance he's going to get a job. Well, time. he'll be. We mentioned that... Uh, we, I can't remember which side we were talking to about. Maybe it was Chelsea or Manchester United. I said, you know, they need him to be what Gus Hiddink was to Chelsea. Yeah. He did the guy who kind of comes in and helps him out. <laughs> Gus Hiddink wasn't doing other jobs at the time. No, right? I know. No, I know. <laughs> but, Solskjaer, uh, uh, that could be a lovely old job for him, couldn't Imagine it. it. If he just became... Like, uh, like the wolf from Pop Fiction. <laughs> yeah, thanks, that's what he does. Thanks, thanks for coming in, Ollie. Sit down. Uh, we'd like to say we've offered you the job of Man United reserves manager. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's already done, though, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah he, so. knows it, he knows it inside out. <laughs> As he's proving. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bailly seemed determined to get sent off. Yeah. We're looking forward to more of I that. I mean, even Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could even afford to just be having a great time about that. <laughs> well, you know, he's really passionate. He really wanted to win the ball back. So <laughs> these things happen. Mourinho would have had steam coming out oh. of his ears. He's not up to it. He's not got the mentality. Or, I know I spent 30 million on him, but he's rubbish. Or he would have said, well, the other players need to show that kind of desire. Yeah. That's the thing with Mourinho. You wouldn't know yeah. with the so, sending off. It depends so, if the game went his way or not. So they're, they're three games in. That's three, yes. Marcus. Yeah. Three, which yeah. means games and also premierships that a certain man won. Right, but it, it, <laughs> they're having so there. much fun. They're having so much fun, the Man United fans. Mm-hmm. The team are clearly enjoying it. Like, I mean, surely part... A lot of them surely want this to carry on and that this is just it now. Well, and he gets the job and it's a beautiful story. And... Surely we're all looking forward to what, after another few games, Big Graham Souness is about Pogba if he carries on this way. <laughs> Well, inexplicably fuming about Pogba all the time. Yeah, oh, my favourite thing about the game actually was Pop, after Pogba's header, and I'm probably just projecting this on here, but he's a big character, mm-hmm. very flamboyant Pogba. Just the quirk of his body language mm. as he was still in the air after he'd headed the ball, it, he, he held his arm up as if to say, well, after you, to the yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such panache to yeah, it. it was and great. I'm sure it was, you know, it he wasn't is a deliberate, player, but it's brilliant. He is a player, and I know we must move on, but he, he is a player who, at his best, can do absolutely yep. everything. Everything. It's not a weakness to his game yeah. in any way. He's got to be careful that he doesn't become a luxury player in that he needs Kante or the Magic. Or, you know, like really Behind a him, lot yeah, of yeah. industry there, otherwise he can't well, do Sasha it. Solskjaer said that he was very impressed by um, his lack of showboating. He said he did everything right. There was, mm-hmm. And he didn't say that he normally showboats, yep. but he said there was no showboating and it was very, very subtly worded. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's the, that's the danger, isn't it? When you're that talented. Yeah. I would imagine, uh, yeah. But, um, but it will be, yeah. It will be interesting though when they play a big side because they're not going to be able to just kind of go, "Hey, have yeah. a lovely time." Exactly. Um, but I think all credit to Mike more than a feeling. Yeah, give him the number one spot. He's part How of did it. he get on at Hull doing that? Poorly. Anyway, not to worry. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to uh, Fulham. They beat Huddersfield Town. Mitrovic, <laughs> my goodness, oh. that was needed. Saved his mate. That didn't he? was needed. I hate <laughs> to think what Ranieri would have done to to camera. Camera couldn't no even bring pizza. himself. To, he, yeah. yeah, he couldn't even bring himself to celebrate the goal. I know. With, with was, I felt he, sorry. Why for... did he want to do that to his, himself? If like Mitro's the, the the penalty taker, why we would see, he want to? Yeah, but we see players do this. He's got. He's got to be fine. Look, one thing I would say. Can't you know? Got to condemn the, the you know the alleged racial oh, abuse yeah, he received yeah, yeah. online because of yeah. his actions. But of course, that. that was absolutely disgraceful. 
I think I think Cameron needs to be fined for his for his actions on the pitch. He has to be fined by Ranieri. Well, Ranieri is fuming. But so, he, so he should be because it's not just about the penalty. No. It's not just about he missed it. You can make a decent argument to say he should be fined if he scored it because yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. undermining the team fabric. These mm. players go into training every day together. They build a team together. Mm-hmm. They. It's not an exaggeration to say, as we've seen at Man United. Team spirit is really important. Yeah, yeah. And you have to buy into it. It's not like it's a tangible, physical thing, is and it? You organi- all have to do your bit to exactly. make it exist. Organisation is important for Fulham right now. You know, they're yeah. trying to sort things out. They're trying to fix holes in their defence. They're mm-hmm. trying to fix mm-hmm. the way that they play. But Marcus also, yeah. you, you know Fulham better than I do, but I saw him a few times last season, obviously went, went to Craven Cottage as well, and I've been there this season. C- Camera is a player who's, who wasn't really in their best eleven last season. He wasn't. He wasn't a, a solid pick every week. Not every week, but he he was. And he struggled to adapt to Premier League football. He's mm-hmm. not started every game. He's yeah. found it difficult. The same way Sessegnon's found it difficult. Mm-hmm. Mitro, I know he's only a year older, but Mitrovic is a senior pro at that club. He's yeah. their starting striker, and he's their oh, yeah. designated penalty taker. Yeah. And that threatens that sort of activity. Threatens to undermine the whole fabric of the team spirit. But that's where it comes from, though, isn't it? Camera's trying to sort of prove himself to himself as much as anything. So he's thinking, I've got to take the, I've got to take this opportunity. Poorly targeted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 it was, it was the wrong decision. Would but I would take? imagine that's where it's come from. Well, and also maybe Camera was saying, "Hey, but did you do you not remember the one you took for Serbia?" Yeah, <laughs> over the bar. I think I'll have this on behalf of everybody. Oh, yeah, Penenka. Yeah. <laughs> mid- I was going to say Mitro. You know, I thought uh, I thought give it to Tom Kearney, but, but there we are. Uh, but a very, very important win for Fulham, uh, and a very uh, bad loss for Huddersfield. Of course, they're they're looking mm. um, slightly marooned now. At the, yeah, at the bottom the, of the, the body league. language was interesting, wasn't it? A lot of the players dropped to the floor. Yeah, they looked absolutely yeah. gutted. And and yeah. to be honest with you, the way it worked out for Fulham. Luck rather than judgment, of course. Actually, that'll give them such encouragement and such uh, such uh, impetus now. Don't forget, Huddersfield made uh, moves in the transfer market last January. And they're the lowest scores in the league. They've only got 12 mm. goals. They brought in Pritchard and Congolo last year and that improved them. So maybe yeah. they'll try and do the same this yeah. January. Uh, but, but looking slightly better for Fulham, registered two clean sheets now since Ranieri's taken over. And the, the, the draw they got at home, I said got, uh, the, the, the draw they registered at home against Wolves, I mean, you know, against a better side, uh, they competed. They looked compact. They looked like they had a bit of an idea and, and perhaps were unfortunate not to get the win. But other sides down there are picking up results as well, which is, I said this the other week, which is why Fulham need to pull their socks up because, um, well, Newcastle are getting a few points, but I think Newcastle will probably be out of it, actually. I think it's, uh, is it Palace down? I forget now the, the, the league positions. Uh, Huddersfield are definitely in there. Burn- but Burnley got a good win as well, mm. thanks to some wonderful goalkeeping by Tom Heaton. Good to see him back. Uh, yeah. I mean, Cardiff... They got themselves oh, a great win away to Leicester. What I mean, a goal. What a goal it was. One of the goals of the seasons. I mean, Leicester previously beaten Chelsea and Man City of late. They, they, you could say, dominated some of the stats and whatnot. But Cardiff, that again, talking about Fulham with a last-minute winner and so on, the way Cardiff celebrated the great togetherness. Neil was loving it. Neil Warlock couldn't mm. believe his luck. Uh, it he was a great, great goal. And, and Warlock uh, said of um, Camarasa, who's on loan from Real Betis, of course, he needed to come to, <laughs> I like this, he needed to come to a club like mine. I just encourage him to shoot wherever he can. He, he shot up in the stands just before the goal and I shouted, just keep shooting. That's the kind of tactic <laughs> the English it. manager gave also a said, club like mine. Yeah. He also <laughs> said post-match, he said, I told the players before the game, I said, <laughs> Don't even breathe on one of their players. <laughs> Don't even breathe on one of their players in the penalty area because it'll be a penalty. You yeah. know what it's like. I don't, he was proved yeah. right, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, old Ethers saved it. Neil Etheridge, um, yeah. which... Uh, Going from beating Man City. And, Ch- and Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Madness, isn't it? Madness. Yeah, but Neil Etheridge, what a game he had. I mean, there was no getting past him and Big Sol Bamba, was there? 
No. They gave him the old one-two on that penalty. Yeah. Save from Etheridge and, and uh, was it Madison? The ball comes out and he's thinking, well, that's a bit lucky. And Sol Bamba, poof, what did you straight make away. What did you Gorgeous. make of the uh, penalty decision? <sighs> One of those ones, if you're the attacker, you want to see it given. If you're the defender, you do new want to see it given. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. it's, again, you, you, that's Not, the thing. With, it feels like, I, I do think that the Salah one against um, Newcastle. Arsenal. No, the one against, oh, no, no, no we've, we talked about that one. Did, By the way, it's against Arsenal where he had a little nibble at him. I thought that was a penalty. I'd say that was yeah. a penalty. But it's, it's a weird situation to be in because I, I sincerely believe that these are penalties, but mm. they do appear to be quite soft. Yeah. And I, I feel a little bit like... Why, they, you, why aren't you I talking about the Newcastle so, one? Yeah. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, that was that was exactly. I think well, so Neil Warnock of, did. <laughs> so much of that is, is because, you know, we see all these things in slow motion. When you're, If you're running along at, at yeah. full speed and someone clips you even slightly, you are yeah. going to fall over. Yeah. But there's yeah, nothing about that. There's nothing about that challenge on Salah in, in the Newcastle game that meant he had to go down. No, mm. but there was contact, so it can't. It, but with, so if there's no contact, the diving rules, he could get banned. He could have been banned for the Man City. Well, match, the, well do you know what? The, the FA banned. Um, what's his name? Uh, Omar Nias for the, exactly the same thing. Mm. Everton was there he a got touch two game, was there Yeah, a touch he got on the back? pretty much exactly the same thing. And right. He got a two game ban. The FA made a roll for their own back there. But um, you're right. It, the referees make it difficult. Because they won't give a penalty if the player doesn't go down, mm. and so the players feel that they have to go down, and yeah. that's that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But what a win! What a goal! Great goal! Great goalkeeping mm. performance from from Neil. Cardiff have given themselves a chance, haven't they? They yeah. really have. Yeah. And, and again, the, the way Warnock is galvanising them, the way they celebrate at the end—I know it's—it it sounds well. Of course, you're going to celebrate, but it's, it's the way, it's the manner, the way they went over to the fans. It gives you such a lift to end the year on that note to, to, to win against Leicester City. Warnock will say to them, that lot have just beaten Man City and they've beaten Chelsea and we've bloody well gone there and beaten them. Don't yeah. underestimate the psychological effect of that. Yeah. Absolutely massive, you know. And, and Neil Etheridge, who's, who's you know, well, uh, a, a ramble meets will be coming into your ears soon enough, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because I interviewed him. Fascinating story. A few years ago, nearly stopped playing the game. For him to be putting in a performance like that in the Premier League, yeah, absolutely magnificent. Absolutely agree. So there we are. All right, after the break, uh, we're going to go to the uh, Scotch Premiership and uh, crack open the WhatsApp group. We'll see you in a bit. And I give it to you. You can copy it and then you go to Big Sam and maybe he can give a good interpretation. Get him back. Get yeah. him back. It's good to hear him. Oh, it is. Still out there somewhere. <laughs> What's he doing now, David? No, I'm going to check. Yeah. You carry on. I'm just going to check. All right. Uh, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday. We do need a new better, so do email us with best bet in the title if you fancy your chances of winning show some money. Show at thefootgramble.com. He's doing nothing, Louis Van Gogh. Nothing. Anything. He's up to something, as we know. Yeah. Uh, yes, Scottish Premiership time. Uh, two derbies happened. Uh, the first one we'll talk about Rangers won Celtic. And a huge win for Stephen Gerrard against his old boss, Brendan. And they Rogers. should have won by more as well, by the way. Well, I'll tell you mm. something. The jubilant scenes at Ibrox show how big a result that was for them. They hadn't won any of the previous 12 old firm matches. But my goodness, it, it really was. Uh, well, they, they, do, they do the bouncing. It was bouncing. Yeah, and, and I, think, I do think Gerrard deserves credit because. Although I don't think it's as cut and dried as some, and Mark, mm. I know you think Celtic will go on and win the league, but I think they're too strong for Rangers. Yeah, yeah but they've lost more games than Rangers already. Well, and it's close, and and they're imploding slightly. I mean, Lee Griffiths with his personal problems and, and one yeah. or two other bits, and, and they found it tough at the start of the season as well with they the Boyata situation. I know he played in the old firm game. I feel they got another level where Rangers don't possibly. But given how far away people thought Steven Gerrard's Rangers would be from Celtic, mm-hmm. I, I understand if you're a Rangers fan, if you come second and Celtic win the league, that's nowhere. But given how far away people thought Rangers were, yeah. for them to be going past Christmas and still be in this title race, 
in it with a rookie manager in the job, yeah. I think is a, is a is a great credit, and and they they could surprise you. You never well, know. And Kilmarnock, yeah, well, only quite. a few a few points off the top themselves. How many points? One or two? They're very close in the third. I mean, that's to be honest with you, that it shows you the the, the poor performance really of Celtic because that's how you measure it. Mm-hmm. I know you can say the good performances of the other sides, but really, nine trophies in a row. Yeah, it's not, that... ain't no pleasing some people, are there? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true that it's a bit like in in, in France. I mean, Leon and. Marseille or whoever else is up there, uh, Bordeaux, I, I forget now, um, they, they can play as well as they like, but they have to rely on PSG performing poorly for there to mm. be any... Killy one point off the top. Exactly. That is remarkable. We yeah. are entering the new year. And, I mean, even the Magnificents, I think, are only six points off the top. And, yeah, I know <laughs> uh, Celtic have got a game in hand on most of those sides, but Go on still... Then. Get on with it. Hey. So and we finished with Stephen Gerrard oh, and Rangers because yeah. he's done a good job. You yeah. have to say, get on to what you want to get on with. It was one nil to Hearts <laughs> in the Edinburgh derby. Ollie Lee with a beauty, and when we mm. talk about the Cardiff goal, what a, that Ollie Lee's up there. One of the goals of the weekend. One of the goals of the season. One of the goals of our time. Uh, Hearts, <laughs> yes, yeah, six points behind Celtic. Celtic have played one more match. I mean, it's unlikely. Are you, daring, stage, to dream? Are you stage, daring to dream? At this stage, I'm only using the word unlikely. They've only got to overhaul four other teams. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. uh, they're six points off the top they're seven points off eight so <laughs> it could go either way really couldn't it <laughs> it really yeah. could yeah. Um, but yeah so uh, interesting stuff happening in Scotland alright let's uh, crack open the WhatsApp group have you got a little jingle for that Pete have you got a little jingle for that Pete have you got a little jingle for that no I've not got a jingle no, no we haven't got a jingle for welcome to the WhatsApp group everybody ah now I'd like to uh, suggest two things from the festive period that uh, really sparked my imagination and I'm sure yourselves as well. The best tweet of the festive period for me came from Spartans FC. Are they in Edinburgh? They are an Edinburgh-based yeah. side. Um, it was their official count. I don't think there's too many unofficial Spartans <laughs> FC accounts. They're playing the Lowland League in uh, in, in Scotland. They're running champions a bit, Marcus. Oh, big time. Yeah. And that's the Edinburgh connection for you. Uh, the tweet simply said, a break in play as the referee asks that a jobby is shoveled off the pitch. <laughs> Asks. Yeah. Do you mind? <laughs> well, the referee's not going to turn up with his own spade, is he? Well, no. you know. Oh, sure. Maybe you'll have to now. What type of jobby was it? Presumably mammalian. Dog? I, I, yeah, can't be human one. Champions of the Lowland League. Having to stop games. <laughs> For a jobby on the jobby. To take a turd off the pitch. They put so, me a bit. Where did they not it, was it, it Gary Licker? Was it Gary Licker? <laughs> How did it arrive on the pitch? I don't know. Arrived. Arrived. What a posh way of putting it. Jim, that is... (laughs) Trebuchet. Jim, that is... (laughs) Is that what you do when you finish having the shit? A career has arrived. A career. Yeah. (laughs) Is it an Amazon delivery? A jobby has arrived. Yeah. I I once heard someone refer to having a jobby as a metabolic quest. He's a Kenyan man. It's best piece of uh, nice. best use of English I've ever. So ever a metabolic witnessed. quest found itself on the pitch. Yeah, mm. arrived on the pitch. Arrived yeah. on and the, the pitch. The referee said, "Get that job." Now they play at Ainsley Park, which is a le- which is um, the pitch is next to the Leisure Centre in Edinburgh. I wonder if it's on astroturf. I think it is. Yeah, so it makes it easier. Makes it. Uh, it does. It makes it a bit weirder, though. Can't but, you can't can't dig, but you can't the, dig up a bit of the grass. No, you can't wipe poo, your bum on astroturf. <laughs> and the poo, the poo would have little um, uh, rubber flecks. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm asking, yeah. though, with the whole arrival thing, is that <laughs> you've got like, questions, Jim. I do have questions. Yeah, like so, so the game started without this being. Didn't removed. notice it, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah uh, there's a jobby on the pack, and it's astroturf. We presume. Well, if I what get it on my leg, anyone, anyone responds, get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. <laughs> what if it goes in my eyes? Oh, jobby in my eyes. We bees jobby. <laughs> uh, right then, uh, best footballing event over the festive period. Now, this is something that reoccurs. Now, this, this for me is 
absolutely glorious. This came to my attention uh, on uh, the old uh, Twitter sphere. Um, a guy called Aldo Poi, who uh, he's seventy three years old now, former Argent. Uh, 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 I don't know if he maybe got one cap for Argentina, but Rosario Central was his was his side. He scored a diving henter, uh, a diving header <laughs> for Rosario Central. <laughs> Hinterland. Um, <laughs> careful um, to beat their rivals, Newell's Old Boys, in a crucial match in nineteen seventy one. Now that took them to the national championship final, where they went on to win their first national title in the club's history, and that happened on the nineteenth of December. Now every year on the nineteenth of December, Rosario Central fans meet to commemorate the goal with Big Aldo turning up to recreate the goal it's a lovely diving header um, I'll file this in the um, things that Marcus still wants to do even though he's taking Christmas off <laughs> <laughs> the 19th of December come My on let's talk about Andros Townsend's volley then oh that's, well, no, that's we're no, going to talk no. about our moments of the year oh yeah true in yeah, a moment true, yeah. uh, but I just it, no this came, is lovely it is lovely it came to my attention after the 19th I should say um, but the celebrate so, th- so they meet every year on the 19th of like of Phoenix December. from the Flames oh absolutely yeah. but there's a huge crowd and Big Aldo the ball's like chucked into him he does the dive again he's 73 years old and they all chuck around him Aldo boy Aldo boy it's they all turn up just brilliant. for that it's brilliant for it. most of them wouldn't have been alive and he's still doing the diving header isn't he yeah he's at the ripe old age absolutely well and and if you're worried that uh, you know maybe he gets a little bit old and can't do it well the celebration has been played out in several different locations on the 19th of December including the US Chile and in Cuba in 1997 when Che Guevara's son took on the role of Aldo Poi wow. the memory will always live on I, honestly <laughs> And Frank Parnell <laughs> said, "The memories a, live on." That's a very inside joke. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, honestly, I think that's one of the most wonderful things I've ever heard about football. Yeah. There we go. How yeah. about that, eh, Peter? You, you said it was watching a, a, an old man nearly break his elbows, <laughs> knees. You broke your elbow, your elbow and then time. be held. I mean everyone does, and then be held shoulder high by the crowd. <laughs> He's still loving it though. By Tony <laughs> Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we've we we've nearly reached the end of the show, but we have reached the end of the year, of course. Yeah, and it's gentlemen, it's it's a funny one with football because we're sort of halfway through the season, of course. But of course, the end of a year, you always think to yourself, or you look back on the year and you think <laughs> favorite moments or favorite things or themes that have happened in the world of football. I'd like to go around the table and ask you yours. And Jim, if you don't mind, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I would go with um, the beginning of the Unai Emery regime at Arsenal. Yeah, uh, just because it's it's a again. change. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something new. Um, I don't know, getting gubbed at Anfield isn't that new, but you know, it's just it's it, it's the your future's about to happen. There's progress. It's, mm. You know, it's, it's less of the same thing over and over and over again. Obviously, Arsene Wenger achieved a lot, um, but you know, there's there aren't many people you know missing. Was it time for him to move on, Jim? Yeah, I think you know, on reflection, <laughs> I think on reflection, it might have been the time. But for it was him to weird die. not to see him in the dugout, of course. Yeah, but it's funny how quickly those things Completely. get normal. It doesn't seem like that now. But already. I think I think when 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 Wenger left, obviously there was a lot of people saying, "Come on, you 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 should have been off a little while ago." Mm. But there is a nice there is a nice little thing when 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 Wenger does go, you you can be reminded of what he achieved. And, yeah, and, and his even so thing. though, I was I, would, I still feel like the um the state that the club got into kind of it, right now mm-hmm. probably tarnishes that. But obviously in future that that will not be the case. When sure. will he be allowed back into um? Uh, the Emirates to wave at everybody at halftime. Get everything from his get desk. From his desk. <laughs> My highlight of the year has literally just come in. Is it really to the inbox? Oh, from a, from someone who shared a Daily Mirror article. Um, Kevin Keegan mistaken for beggar after heavy night on the booze. <laughs> Tell us everything. Oh, no. He leant over and pressed something cold and hard into my hand. Here you go, mate. He said in a friendly voice, go and get yourself a coffee. 
<laughs> no, that is that is a true story, by the way. That's okay. true story. Oh, is that from Kevin Keegan's own mouth, I presume? Yeah, right. my, my um, highlight would have to be, um, and I absolutely understand why Jim's gone for, for his one, um, <clears throat> Hope Springs Eternal and all that. Speaking of Hope Springing Eternal, oh, yes. England winning a penalty shootout. Oh. Is, is I mean, oh. I, there were so many great moments from the World Cup in the summer, which, mm. and not just because England did okay. It was a great tournament anyway. We had, personally, we had a, great, mm. a lot of fun. I remember sitting in my living room for the Columbia game. They had been shithouses all game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yes. I thought, now we know how it goes. Yep. We know it goes. Yep. Right? Pickford made that amazing save. They score from the corner. Yeah. One of the great forgotten saves of all time mm-hmm. because of that. Yep. And we went to the penalty shootout, and my wife, as you guys know, is American. And she went, oh, I'll be okay. They've played well. They might do all right in this penalty shootout. And I was like, you do not know <laughs> what you're saying because yeah. we know how this works. Yep. And by the time Eric Dyer scored, squeezed in the winning oh. penalty, I was in the hallway Naked. on my hands and knees. <laughs> completely bully bollocks. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was in the hallway on my hands and knees and I just couldn't find it within myself to celebrate until, say, the next day where well, I think we came in here. Um, amazing oh, really? moment. Amazing really? moment. Yeah. See, for me, I was, I was exhausted. I was well, done. Do you know what? It was actually, I think that was quite possibly my favourite moment as an England fan. The, 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 the celebration, it was jubilation, relief. It was, it was, it was so much packaged up. Like, I, I, I was with a friend of mine um, who's... Uh, quite a big chap and I just jumped and leapt into his arms and I, if it was a, a smaller chap I would have probably killed him and squeezed the life out of him <laughs> but, but he's a robust man and, you wanted uh, to know what love was and you wanted him to show you absolutely yeah. and we learned how to love again I think we that's did. the moral yeah. of that one yeah. I, I thought the semi in the World Cup I thought the semi-final um, Trippier's um, free kick I thought, oh lovely you yeah. I thought that was like Oh, we're going to a World Cup final. Yeah, we're not because we've won every match, <laughs> like, yeah. and we didn't. Yeah, because we just you know. But yeah. it was just like, what oh, was your what wow. was your holiday of the year then? Peter? Um, I think it's. Pro- I have to go. Mike Ashley's holiday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nearly selling the club, but not quite. Well, yeah. I spent Again. I spent a ridiculous amount of money uh, on the last game of the season uh, last season, going up to see Newcastle Chelsea, and they hammered them three 0 Perez with two, and um, Dwight Gill with one, and nice it was highlight. honestly. <laughs> The, the most amount of fun I've had in St. James Park for such a long time. Oh, Patrick Sever eating that chicken. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, there you go. Did he eat it or just lick it? Either yeah, way, he's getting salmonella. <laughs> Either way, it's salmonella. <laughs> and Marcus, you've got to finish up. I think for me, I'm going to quickly squeeze into the UEFA Nations League. has mm. been yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely been wonderful. I don't let Jürgen Klopp eat you say that. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, and England are bloody doing well in that as well uh, the, the game away to Spain 3-2 will be up there and also what are you worried about yeah exactly yeah. and the ongoing well and now it's finished uh, and it's neatly kind of packaged up to, to, to finish the year Jose Mourinho yeah mm. just everything the, that he's been continuing doing I'm predicting a big year for him next year <laughs> In football, <laughs> yeah. he, he stole a show. Now he's got to give it back. Give it back, exactly. Return it, sir. Yeah, yeah. All right, great stuff. Re- wrestled away. Obviously, our, our overall highlight is just the amazing loyalty and support yes. we've got from all our listeners, of course. which we hope continues in the 2019. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Couldn't and wouldn't do it without you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the football ramble for 2018. We'll be back in a few days. Uh, for the preview show, say goodbye, Luke Moore. Well, that was loud, wasn't it? So goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye, BTD. I had the silence up. I don't know why it's gone loud. Bye. Say goodbye, Jimmy C. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. Happy New Year, Three. you beauties. This was a Radio Stakano production. 
Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.